Welcome back to another episode of the Post Sunday Podcast. I'll be your host, Pastor Kevin, with Connection Church of Franklin, Maine. The Post Sunday Podcast is dedicated to reviewing uh, elements from our service. And this past Sunday's service title was Beware of the Pretense. We're going to look at some of the songs that we sang. We're going to look at uh, different things that were said during the message and some things that weren't said during the message. Also, we've got a special guest that's going to be... uh, uh, piped in. Her name is Judy Josie. She's an elder at Connection Church, and she's got thoughts from the sermon. So hang on tight. We'll be right back. Well, let's dive in. So uh, first, I'd like to talk about one of the songs that we had this morning. Abby led us in a song called Your Love is a Fortress. And the very name of the song implies this idea of safety, of refuge, of safe haven. And as you start to study the lyrics, you begin to understand that the song is much more than just safety and refuge. It's empowering because it says in, right in the chorus of this song, What could stand up against us in you? I'm fearless. Um, so this song really deals a lot with fear and how Christians should not operate out of a place of fear. The bridge says, perfect love casts out all fear, which of course is a reference to scripture. And we know this to be true in Christ. There is no fear because love is Christ, and in Christ there is no fear. So it does kind of conjure up some questions, though, um, because we live in a time where people are fearful. They're afraid. They're uncertain. And though the pandemic that we're experiencing currently is new to us, it is certainly not a new situation where people are experiencing and living in fear. Um, It wasn't that long ago when we were watching all over the world terrorism wreaking havoc. Uh, Each each generation has its own uh, horrific moments that they have to live through and where fear comes in. And we don't even have to think of it on a global scale. Each one of us certainly individually experiences fear uh, and we have to know how to deal with it. So firstly, I wanna say right off the bat that fear is absolutely normal. It's uh, it's a very positive thing. It's a good thing. It's a God-given thing. Satan didn't give us anything. Um, fear is a good motivator. God gave us fear so we would know when we should be on alert. However, if fear just uh, drives us to anxiety or panic um, or terror, mm, then fear is no good. In fact, Scripture tells us that we should fear God. So, you know, uh, fearing God is, is, is a sign of wisdom. So fear is a good thing. It is not a bad thing. So why is this song telling us that... Uh, we need to be fearless and that perfect love casts out all fear because unfortunately the world we live in uh, typically doesn't associate the good or the positive qualities of fear. They associate fear with all the negative. You know, when we say we're afraid, when we say that we're experiencing fear, usually what we're trying to communicate is that I'm panicking, I'm struck with terror, um, 
I'm, I have worries and, and concerns. And what this love, what this love is, is done in us is it makes us fearless. We don't have to panic. We don't have to have anxieties. Um, we don't have to be struck with terror. We don't have to worry what, about what tomorrow may bring. He's already there. He's already in control. And learning to trust in God, learning to fear God, means that there's nothing else we have to fear. So as we look at the, the, the words to this song, in the very verse it says, I won't fear what tomorrow will bear. Let it come. In your hands you hold all my cares, everyone. So we see this isn't about having an unhealthy attitude about fear, of, of thinking that uh, by virtue of having fear means we're living in sin. That's, that's not what this is implying. This is implying I fear what I need to. I don't fear excessively. I don't fear um, every little thing that comes up. I fear God. And for that fear, I don't have to fear another thing because I know who's in control. So I won't fear what tomorrow will bear. Let it come. In your hands, that's where all my cares are found. Every one of them. And so as long as we have a proper relationship with God and we know who God is, um, and we love him and we fear him in a healthy way. Again, no panic, no anxiety, no terror. We fear him with respect and reverence and awe and love. Yeah, there is no reason for us to fear. As the pre-chorus says, you can hold this ground before me in the face of a thousand armies. You hold this ground before me, O God. I was struck during worship as we sang this on a personal note that the greatest fear most people have is death. And how awesome is it that the singular most fearful thing we have in our lives uh, to consider, he's already conquered. He's conquered death because perfect love casts out all fear. And if you understand the love God has for you, and if you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, there is zero fear involved in that. It's absolutely beautiful. Great song choice, especially for these times. Hey, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to uh, do a little bit on the message. And like I mentioned earlier, we want to hear from Judy Josie. So hang on tight. And be right with you. All right. So as I get into discussing a little bit about Sunday and I share some of Judy's thoughts with you, just full disclosure here, um, I've been speaking and presenting myself publicly for many, many years. And I got to tell you, when, when you don't have all your ducks in a row right before you get up to speak or get up in front of people, it can be a little nerve wracking, even for the most experienced. This message was, um, in large part, put together Saturday afternoon um, and not because I wasn't prepared, not because I hadn't been trying to do it. Um, it's just that the content that I had when I thought I was finished the first time, Saturday morning, um, was um, neither life-giving, um, nor did it smack of relevance. It didn't feel like you could take anything home from that message. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but... I always want people to be able to, when they hear a message, because it's what I want, 
uh, when I hear messages, I want to know how it applies to me. I want to know why, why does it matter? And if you can't answer the why does it matter question, it's probably time to start over. Reluctantly, Saturday morning, I started over and I went on a prayer walk. Um, and the resulting message was um, what, what I got from the prayer walk. And um, so I just want to say that this was a morning where, um, because I really only had half a day of prep and, well, content building and prep, um, that can be nerve wracking. And so this morning, I really had to step aside and just let Holy Spirit lead me. I had to step aside and only speak those things that God would have me speak because I really was uncertain, to be perfectly blunt about it. Um, And I think as I look at some of the reviews, not reviews, but the comments and things that people have had to say in the private messages I've received since this morning's uh, sermon, um, it almost seems like that's the way to go from here on out. (laughs) Isn't that awful? Uh, You know, God really moved. God really spoke. And I'm so, so grateful that he did um, because... As I'm sharing this sermon this morning, you may have. As I was sharing the sermon this morning, you may have noticed that uh, there's there is some points of it that were really hitting hard for me personally, um, and so that was a total God setup. He he meant for that to happen. So anyway, I just wanted to let you know some of the background of what was happening uh, before we even got into discussing this. All right, so no further ado, I promised you that I would have a guest uh, speaker today. Uh, Judy Josie has recorded some thoughts that she had from this Sunday sermon, and I'd like to share those with you at this time. Hi, today's message was really enlightening. I never looked at the word beware before. Learning that it meant pay attention to was really an eye-opener. It makes me want to look at other places in the Bible where the word beware is used and study those scriptures more closely. I feel like I'm missing something in them. I have to admit, I didn't connect with the indifferent part of the Pharisees until Kevin shared the driving scenario then. Ouch! We all need outside perspective of ourselves, and I'm thankful for today's. I'm going to beware pay attention to my actions more closely. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Judy. Uh, Yeah, the word beware uh, truly shocked me as I started looking in and studying this passage a bit more. And that word again was blepo, and it means to weigh carefully, to consider, to take heed, uh, to contemplate. And uh, today, that was my sincere hope. Uh, my, My desire was to help people become um, more aware by bewearing. And uh, once again, the influence really isn't a, uh, an external one that we need to be so consumed with. Rather, we need to be we- measuring and weighing out the content of our heart. Um, there was some teaching that we did on this years ago. Oh goodness, I think in our first years at church, if uh, memory serves correctly, and we were teaching through the Beatitudes and Jesus mentioned, blessed are the pure in heart. And 
I think sometimes we think of a, a Sir Galahad kind of purity in, in heart, you know, the virtuous never do wrong kind of thing. And I, I explained back then, as I still believe now, that that has more to do with the catharsis of a sweeping clean, a purity of the heart that comes from repentance and reliance on Jesus. Um, so anyway, Judy, I thank you for that. I thank you for your, uh, your insight. And I appreciate your kind words. Uh, if you're interested in, in helping with the post-Sunday podcast by sending in uh, words or messages or things, please be sure to contact us. You can email me at kevin at connection-church.me, and uh, I will be sure to get that link to you. All right. Hey, on to our next segment. Have you ever done any kind of public speaking or public performance uh, preaching, anything of that nature, even teaching in classrooms, you'll understand this. Um, and you're, you're right mid-thought, you've kind of got this whole collection of things you're about to present, and suddenly something derails you. Uh, and it's worse when you're derailed by something no one else knows. It's like this random thought that rages through your head, and that is precisely what happened this morning. We were... Um, I was showing you those images of the beware of signs. The beware of moving parts, the beware of scams, beware of chickens, beware of the bull, all of those things. But the very first one derailed me from the beginning, right from the get-go. This errant thought just flooded my brain. And uh, if you were with us at that time, you'll you'll know that I, uh, I haven't looked around the room and said, somebody please remind me of this so that I can address it during the post-Sunday podcast. And I think I said that out loud just for the sake of getting it, like telling my mind, giving myself permission. It's okay, move on. And so here we go. So the beware of dog sign. I don't know why that triggered such a, an, uh, an immediate memory. I'm, I'm the one that picked out that image. I, uh, I wrote down this message, you know, like, what's my problem? Uh, and so we, um, I was thinking back to when I went to kindergarten, actually, I walked to school most, most of my life. I walked to school. Uh, there's just a a series of years there that we lived too far away from the school. And, uh, but yeah, when I was in kindergarten, we walked It's not a big deal, but there's this house that was located just before I would arrive at the school. And this house was home to two very large dogs. Now, in my mind, I picture Doberman Pinschers. Now, that that memory might be wrong, but that's certainly what comes to mind. Two Dobies. And they were probably harmless. But a little Kevin, uh, with his satchel for, for kindergarten, headed towards school, was so terrified by these dogs because they weren't in a yard they weren't on a chain they were loose and they would race out and meet me in the street and bark and bark and bark and the owners kept I remember I just remember the owners kept yelling they're harmless they won't bite you they're fine (laughs) and me thinking I'm going to die I just I just knew that my life was over Every time those dogs came running out, I don't know how many times I did not make it to school. I have no idea how many times I turned around and went back home 
And I remember having to tell my mom, I'm terrified of these dogs. Uh, And it might have made a decent illustration to help you to understand that uh, the idea of beware. And that really, when you're talking about beware, it's not about being terrified of the dogs. It's being aware, beware, that they're nearby. Consider the fact that they're nearby. Consider how you need to respond to them. Consider what you need to do to engage with these. Anyway, just a quick story, uh, just an example of, of my life. Anyway, there you have it. All right, well, that brings us to the last segment here. And uh, I'd like to just discuss the the other thing that I mentioned bringing up in today's podcast, and that is uh, some of the work that Dr. Edersheim did in his book, The Life and Times of Jesus. He does a phenomenal job of explaining um, the seating arrangements in the synagogue, the outlay of the synagogue, helping us to understand that when the when Jesus taught that the scribes sought out the best seats. This is what they meant. And I'd like just to read this quote for you. The inside plan is generally that of two double colonnades, which seem to have formed the body of the synagogue, the aisles east and west being probably used as passages. At the south end, facing north, is a movable ark containing the sacred rolls of the law and the prophets. Right before the ark and facing the people are the seats of honor, for the rulers of the synagogue and the honorable. He goes on to say, These were the places for which the Pharisees contended, thinking more of gaining these, where they could sit enthroned on the side of the congregation, than of the divine worship which nominally they came to offer. Wow, well said. And I hope that gives you a bit of a better visual image of how this was laid out. You can Google this or you can look it up in some uh, some of the commentaries you might have access to, the imagery for this. Uh, but again, I ultimately I took that out because yes, the seats and where they were at, yes, that was all important. But truly the biggest issue that the scribes had was that they were seeking glory for themselves at all, that they wanted the attention at all all at church. And um, I, I second that with how often are you and I seeking glory, seeking attention, seeking respect, seeking for recognition from other people, as opposed to how often are we giving God glory in our day-to-day life? Uh, who's getting the glory? Why do we want glory? Um, those are all really important questions that I think we need to be asking of ourselves Uh, just on a day-to-day basis. So when you're in prayer, uh, when you're spending some devotional time, that might be a good question to ask yourself or questions to ask yourself, I should say. Um, Why am I seeking glory? How often did I give God glory? How often was I glorifying God in my actions? That's really what our function is, to bring glory back to God. So uh, just some, some leftover thoughts that I wanted to share with you from this morning. Well, that wraps it up for another Post Sunday podcast. Uh, this episode 
of Beware the Pretense has been a lot of fun. I appreciate, uh, once again, Judy Josie for contributing as an elder of our church. But, you know, perhaps you've got some thoughts or messages or uh, questions that you'd like asked or things you, you would like addressed. Don't hesitate. Uh, please email me at kevin at connection-church.me. And I'd love to find out uh, some ways that I could reach out to you. Or if you would like to, to leave a message for me, I'll let you know how to do that. Anyway, I hope you have an awesome week sharing the gospel, being the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Love you, and I can't wait to see you. Bye-bye.